Welcome to The Frenzy. I'm Melissa Carter. And I'm Jen Hobby. The Frenzy's mission is to celebrate friendships over 40. We believe that women can thrive through authentic relationships, self-discovery, and spiritual exploration. Our decades-long friendship continues to grow because we are willing to go there and share our truths through life's highs and lows. That's why The Frenzy is here, to hold space for women who are 40 and older, because at this age, your story matters more than ever. I'm Melissa, and I was a proud member of the Color Guard at Joseph Brown Elementary School. Now, that usually means you do the flag, right? But our job was also to do the carpool. So everybody is used to teachers doing carpool. As a sixth grader, I was allowed to go out and do the carpool and open the doors for all the kids. So I, and I wore like this this. white sash and belt, like it's very sophisticated. And so, yeah, I had no idea all these years we've been friends. I didn't know you did color guard. I did color guard. And uh, there was one incident. I, the only time I had a, I had a, a bad thing happen was the, uh, it was a heavy door, and as I opened it, the handle slipped through my fingers, and the door slammed on the kid trying <gasps> to get out. Oh no! Sorry, uh, but the kid was okay. But it was the front seat. Now that I remember it, they were sitting in the front seat. Life is so different than it so was back then. Different. But yeah, they yeah. were sitting in the front seat, no airbags, probably no seatbelt on. It was fine. Yeah, while Grandma was smoking a cigarette. Since <laughs> exactly. have a great day at school honey. with no filter, with no filter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm Jen Hobby, and if there is one thing I could change about my sweet husband, it's the sound of his chewing. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm one of those weird people who can't stand chewing sounds. No, I don't think you're weird. I don't you think don't? you're weird. No, is it loud? Is it half mouth full and there's full, like, you know, there's different types of chewing. It's any sort of mouth noise, truly. It is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked with someone in radio, our friend Cadillac Jack, who yep. had a name for it. He said it was called misophonia. Misophonia. I've never looked it up, but I think I have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember my father was a slurper. That that oh, bothered like me. Like a soup, soup or it, just anything. Anything that required, I guess, suction <laughs> was, yes, he was a slurper. And that kind of grossed <laughs> me out. And then my brother, uh, what he didn't realize that if it was especially sweets, that he would like say, mm. so it'd be like, mm. <laughs> Sorry to call him out. He, I think he still does it. But anyway, <laughs> he's just enjoying it so much. Mm, mm, yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. Bless his heart. Well, but- and I don't think that my husband is like an extra smacker, or he doesn't really chew with his mouth open. But you can or hear anything the crunch. Like that. But it's just any mouth noises driving yeah. me drives me nuts. And he's the person I eat with the most, so I think he gets. He's the target of most of my anger and irritation over chewing noises. And I will shoot him a look across that dinner table that is like, you better shut up. Well, you know, all and these, he looks at me like, what? I'm just eating dinner. All the examples. We get, I mean, and no offense to guys, but it seems like it's a guy thing. They do every, everything they do is a little aggressive like naturally, like, I don't care what kind of guy you are. It's like, they're Maybe walking. They but they they're can't. just like less worried about politeness than we are. I don't know what you call it. They, they, can't, they can't whisper. They can't <laughs> oh, walk softly. Whisper. They can't. I mean, everything <laughs> they do is loud or just, just mm-hmm. big. Anyway. Mm-hmm. 
They, they, they're allowed to take up space in the world. You know what, ladies? Just start belching. Exactly. Taking up a lot of room and just smack your food. Look, if, <laughs> look, if I've got air in me, it's going to come out either direction. So, and I'm not going to apologize for it. All right. But you know what? We're not talking about men on the show today. We're talking about women. Specifically, we're talking about hormones. Okay. The hormones that make women who they are. What are hormones? We hear the word all the time, but we may not know what they are. How do they change at our age? And what in the world can we do about it? Are you cranky? Talking about hormones? Yeah, so we have that experience as well. We're going to talk about that. So if you've ever experienced a hormonal hurricane, today's show is for you. And you'll meet Kim Shaper, a holistic wellness coach and a certified personal trainer. Now, Kim's passion lies in helping women like you reclaim your inborn confidence, health, and well-being. She is all things therapist, nutrition advisor, hormonal expert, and exercise guru. And because of her unique expertise in hormones, we're going to dive deep into that conversation and learn more about them, how they're affecting our personalities, our mental health, and our overall well-being. But first, we got to ask you, have you subscribed to the Frenzy Podcast yet? If not, please just punch that button to subscribe. It really means a lot for us. And leave us a review. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend who works for Pandora. Yep. She says, remind people you can listen on Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. If you're taking you a subscribe. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I know that we're now into the travel season again. Yeah. Well, I guess it's never really stopped, but uh, we're on Stitcher too. So if you're taking a road trip, you got Stitcher in your car. We're on Stitcher. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Everywhere. You can't <laughs> escape us. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I will not be ignored. Talking about <laughs> hormones. All right. So if you enjoy this episode of The Frenzy, please share it with a friend. We would love for more women like you to find out about our show. So, Jen, we are going to dive into the She's So Hormonal conversation with Kim Shaver here in just a minute. But first, let us thank our sponsors. Just heard your friend, neighbor, or colleague has been diagnosed with cancer? Your first instinct is, what can I do? Kick It Pajamas is the answer. Kick It sells pajamas, gowns, and other accessories specifically designed for those going through cancer treatment. Go to kickitpajamas.com and use the code FRENZY to get 10% off. That's kickitpajamas.com, code FRENZY for 10% off. Give the gift of comfort and style. Kick It Pajamas. Let's kick cancer off the planet. Hey, it's Melissa. My family has a history of vascular disease, so I make a point to get my vascular system checked through life line screening each year. The health of your arteries is important and is critical to understand your risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease. With a simple preventative screening, I get peace of mind or early detection so that I can take action. Since 1993, Lifeline Screening's highly experienced staff has screened over 10 million people in order to bring awareness to potential health problems for follow-up with your physician. To find out more, go to LifelineScreening.com. That's LifelineScreening.com and be sure to use the code FRIENDS. That's frenzy without the Y. So that's F-R-I-E-N-D-Z. We are thrilled to introduce you to today, today's guest, uh, a woman who is passionate about serving other women and an expert in female hormones. Finally, somebody's going to explain this to us. So ladies, please welcome our new, most positive, healthiest guru and friend, Kim Schaefer. Kim Schaefer, welcome to The Frenzy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I am so excited <laughs> to introduce you to our audience and let them get to know you. You are a holistic wellness coach and certified personal trainer, mm -hmm. but you also are just an expert in women's health and really helping women feel their absolute best. 
So I'm just so excited to dive into this conversation today. Thank you so much. I can't wait to help your listeners and give them any good information I can provide. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how, What's your story? How did you get here? Yeah, that's such a great question. Thanks for asking. You know, it's, I'll, I'll give you the short version. So I'm 42 now. Uh, I was always an athlete in high school and part of college. And um, I ended up coming home my freshman year in college, gained like the tradition, traditional freshman 15. And I decided to work with a trainer. And so my mom and I started working with this coach. And you know, hindsight, looking back now, I felt very well aware of this is one of the reasons why I got in the field to begin with, because he was uh, very body shaming. So um, I had actually oh, never no. dieted in my life. And so it was my first diet working with this coach and I was maybe 18. So my body responded really well. And then um, what I found is I started binging a lot on the weekends and having a lot of issues around food obsession and I couldn't figure it out. And then I kind of put two and two together that, oh, wow. Okay. Well, if you're not eating, it's going to affect your metabolism and then you're going to feel like crap and then you're going to be binging on food. And so it created this whole cycle for me. And I ended up going back to college and I literally took his five food suggestion and put it in my back pocket like it was a Bible. So I had mm -hmm. really starved myself and got down to about 75 pounds. My parents pulled me out of school. I was in and out of treatment seven times um, for uh, bulimia, anorexia, um, just anxiety, depression, all of that stuff. So <clears throat> after I got well, I even though I got the food under control in my early 30s and I felt great, I started dealing with lots of things like um, major fatigue, uh, even though the, the food was fine, it was lots of weight gain, um, major bloating, digestive issues, just felt really cloudy, brain fog, I was sweating a bunch. And so I went to just an endocrinologist because you think, oh, maybe I have a thyroid problem. <clears throat> so I went there and they said, oh, everything's fine. Everything came back normal. And I remember sitting in my car, I went to three different doctors and I just started bawling because I'm like, something is not right. I don't feel right. And I feel like these doctors are not taking me seriously. They're running these labs and saying that everything's fine. And I know something's not right. And I, I think as females, we intuitively know when something doesn't feel right. And so <clears throat> unfortunately, what I found is I was banging heads with the doctors because quite candidly, Western medicine is amazing. You know, if you need to get a CAT scan or an MRI or you're having heart issues for sure. But when it comes to digestive issues, when it comes to weight gain, when it comes to fatigue, when it comes to hormonal issues, many of the doctors say one of two things. They say, okay, go on an antidepressant or go on a birth control pill. And so it's usually one or the other, and it's some sort of script, some sort of medication just to fill the gaps or put the bandaid on a deeper rooted issue. And so I took it upon myself to become really educated, read a ton of books, uh, learned a lot from different types of doctors, Eastern, Western, you name it, learned a ton about herbs and um, proper healing for your body. And listen, I'm not bashing Western medicine at all. We absolutely need it. I think it's a bit of both. Um, but I think we put so much trust into our medical system when at the end of the day, we really have to be the CEO of our own health. We do because we can spend 15 minutes with the doctor, but inevitably we know when something doesn't feel right. And if we're not getting the answers we need, we go elsewhere. And so my whole mission in all this was 
okay, how can I create something for women where it's essentially a one-stop shop where they get nutrition, they get proper exercise protocols, they get to work with a functional medicine doctor who literally spends an hour on the phone with them reviewing all the appropriate labs. And rather than zooting all around, going to all these different doctors, getting piecemeal, feeling so confused. And it could take you a year, right? That could take forever to get all those appointments done. Absolutely. And then the doctors aren't, aren't connecting. And and let's be honest, you go to an endocrinologist, they specialize in thyroid. So they'll say it's a thyroid. You go to, you know, um, I don't know, a hematologist will say, okay, it's blood related. So, I mean, there's so many different factors in that. So it's literally looking at the entire picture. That's (laughs) an incredible journey that you went through. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, but it sounds like you've really turned it into your passion. I really have, you know, people Mm -hmm. think, oh gosh, you know, do you regret going through that? And absolutely not. I would not be where I am today. And I I wholeheartedly believe it's been my mission and my purpose to be here to really serve other women and help them. Well, I'm so excited you're here because I've got a million questions about hormones (laughs) and this is where you are the (laughs) true expert who Mm -hmm. can help us demystify this because I don't know why it's this way, but it seems to me that hormones seem like a mystery. Like what exactly are they and Mm -hmm. where do they live in our bodies? I mean, can Mm -hmm. we start at the basics? Because we all use that term. Oh, I'm so hormonal. Right. You know, what actually are hormones? (laughs) That's such a great question. And I love that you asked me that because so many times we don't even touch on that. And you're right. So many women say, oh, I just need my hormones balanced. I'm dealing with night sweats and hot flashes. And so our hormones play a big piece with our endocrine system. So it affects our metabolism, our appetite, our mood, um, our thyroid, all of that stuff. It also is in our adrenal glands, which sits at the top of our kidneys. Um, You know, then we also have it in our pancreas for insulin issues. So um, it's in our brain with our hypothalamus. So our hormones are a bunch. You got it's it's about thinking about hormones as as a beautiful symphony. And so when one gets out of whack, it's going to throw off a plethora of others. So they're all in our cells. Our hormones are within our cells. They're constant messengers. They're in our brain. Um, I have a question for you. Where do you think our metabolism is? Our metabolism, like mm-hmm. how, how we process our nutrients. I would think it's mm-hmm. in your gut somewhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's in our brain, believe it wow. or not. So yeah, many people don't know that our metabolism is in our brain. And so it's fascinating. It really is. But then you go back to the gut brain access, right? So um, that's a huge piece of hormonal stuff too. I have tons of women who are in that fight or flight, that high stress, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're going hundred miles an hour. We're doing all the things. And stress in of itself absolutely wrecks havoc on our hormones because it interfects, it interferes with our brain, with just our obsessive anxiety racing thoughts. And then it also affects our digestive system. And so when they're trying to sink one another, it's, it's a mess. And our hormones, it's, I like to view it as 50% gut, 50% hormones because your, your mm. thyroid, your, your brain chemicals, like what makes you happy and the dopamine and serotonin, those all reside in your gut. So research has shown time and time again, when you are um, someone struggling with some sort of mental illness or depression, they, a lot of them have a very disrupted microbiome, which is, which is in our gut. 
Oh, wow. That is fascinating. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how hormones affect us because the frenzy is for friendships <laughs> over 40 and I love over, it. <laughs> over 40, a lot of that starts to change in our lives. Yes. And especially as we approach either perimenopause or menopause, mm -hmm. there are mm -hmm. a lot of changes going on for women, but it seems to be hush, hush or shameful, or for some reason we don't talk about it with friends, Yes, but that's what we are doing this podcast for is to open up it. those conversations. So can you talk about how hormones change in middle age? Yes, that's such a great question. And I love it that you are talking about these things because you're right. It's, it is hush hush. And this is when a lot of women are looking to liposuction or, um, you know, getting these, these, um, diet pills or whatever it may be. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, my body's different and it's not responding the way it used to. So, uh, you know, women might have been in endurance junkies in the past, which is fine. So they're doing, you know, um, Ironman athlete, uh, Ironman athletes, long runs, and it worked for a while until it didn't. And so what I've noticed across the board, a lot of women going into perimenopause, which is one thing I love working with women. Again, some women can go into menopause in late thirties, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty rare, but uh, women who are going through perimenopause, menopause, I'll start with the symptoms. They start noticing that they're very moody. So they notice that their, their depression is more heightened. They notice that they're having more anxiety, more racing thoughts. Um, they just feel more depressed. I can tell that there's a bit more of a lull. They don't feel their chippy self. Um, they're also dealing with uh, increased weight. So especially in their and their midsection behind their bra line and their, their hips, butt and thighs starts to become problematic for them. So a lot of women really start to notice something's off when the weight is an issue. Um, they start noticing they're more tired. They're relying more on coffee throughout the day, um, that their sex drive is kind of in the tank. They're not able to get as lubricated. Um, they are having night sweats. They wake up, they wake up between one and 3 AM and they're just wide awake. They're like, why am I awake right now? Um, and they, yeah, they're dealing with hot flashes. They're just sweating. Uh, and they're just very snappy. They notice that they're just not feeling themselves. So I notice those are very, very common things. So mm -hmm. usually one of the reasons why this happens is because we have a major dip in our hormones. So we have estrogen. So our sex hormones are estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So testosterone is the hormone that you hear a lot about that men have that build, you know, get you strong and bulky, but women need it too. And so we need just the right amount. We need the right amount for a healthy sex drive, for motivation, for stanima, um, for lean muscle mass. And then we also have our estrogen and our progesterone. And those are both very important too. I like to view the progesterone as kind of the queen hormone. That's the one that, that keeps us calm and grounded and stable. Um, and one thing that comes up a ton, going back to the stress, when women are really stressed, their progesterone plummets. So wow. if you think about a woman who has been trying to get pregnant, okay? So she's super stressed out. She's like, oh my gosh, I cannot get pregnant, following the ovulation thing, doing all the things, super anxious. And then maybe she goes and gets acupuncture, or maybe she finally decides you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to even worry about getting pregnant anymore. And then they get pregnant. It doesn't happen all the time, but it mm -hmm. does. And that's usually because their, their pregnancy hormone progesterone starts to increase again, but progesterone, what often happens, have you heard of the term estrogen dominance? I have not. Okay. So estrogen dominance. So you have to, so the progesterone estrogen ratio is a bit of a balance and those go hand in hand essentially. Mm -hmm. 
So what happens is women who are noticing, especially in perimenopause, that they're dealing with more weight gain in their hips, butt, and thighs, maybe excessive cellulite, or their menstrual cycles are starting to become irregular, which is very common. Many of them are dealing with estrogen dominance because their progesterone has taken such a drop that their estrogen levels are, are dominating kind of the conversation. So then that's when you start noticing, yes, more irregularity with periods, maybe heavier periods, more moodiness, weight gain, and so forth. But to answer your question very simply, all three of those sex hormones drop significantly into our mid 40s and 50s and even earlier too. So it is going to impact everything from our metabolism, our weight, our appetite, our mood, our strength, all of those things. So it sounds like that change of hormones is going to be inevitable that we're all women are mm -hmm. going to go through it at some point. You know, whether that's late 30s or early 50s, we're all going to go mm -hmm. through this change of hormones, but mm -hmm. it sounds like it's so important to have that balance. So what, mm -hmm. what do you do to, to strike the right balance while your body's changing? Such a great question. So I would say by far, I, there's a couple different things. So number one would be nutrition. I think that is paramount. Um, that is, I know you've heard it before. So probably your listeners, but eating really good, rich foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids. So omega-3s, our body does not make it on its own. So we need it from sources like wal um, walnuts, salmon, fatty fish, um, even canned sardines, um, avocado works well. So those are really important. Then you also wanna make sure you're getting some sort of healthy carbohydrate. Women get so caught up in keto or low carbohydrate but the problem is, is when we go really low carb, it affects our thyroid, which mm -hmm. is not a good thing. So you want to make sure you're getting the right type of carbs. So, um, you know, high fiber beans, legumes, um, whole grains. If you need to do gluten-free, you can do gluten-free. Um, also protein is a big one. So making sure you're getting protein at every meal. To me, that's kind of a non-negotiable because it helps stabilize our blood sugar. And as we get into our 40s and stuff, because our hormones are in flux, we're going to be more prone to blood sugar dysregulation, which means it's not, it's going to affect our insulin levels, which can cause weight gain. So you want to make sure you have the proper blood sugar balance. So eating protein and fiber at every meal and a healthy fat. So that would be a couple eggs, maybe a little avocado and some fruit. Um, so making sure you're including those at each meal. I also think supplements are important. I do think supplementation, though, it's a multi-trillion dollar industry. So you have to be really careful about what you take and if you really need it and the, the quality of it. Um, so that would be my two cents on that. And then exercise is a big one, too. You want to find the right amount, not too much, but not too little. And then stress management by far is, is huge. And sleep. Yes. So a bit of all those things. Well, and it's true. Like you said about our hormones working all throughout different systems of our body. And if one is thrown off, it throws off the others. It seems like lifestyle, if one is thrown off, it can affect all the others. Because mm -hmm. I've noticed in my life, if I don't get a good night's sleep, then I crave worse foods the next day. Absolutely. It's so, absolutely you know, impact you. Yes. So it's like, it's like if I go to bed early and I eat well and I get a good night's sleep the next day, it seems easier to exercise and eat right and everything else. But if one of those things gets thrown off, they seem to all get thrown off. 
oh my gosh, for sure. It's like a weird, it's a weird domino effect. (laughs) It really is. And then you enter. So then you have your hunger hormones, which are ghrelin and leptin, and those get thrown off if you're not sleeping properly. So research has shown you're, you're um, more prone to intake between three to 500 additional calories if you're sleep deprived. And even for men, men too, that their testosterone dips if they're sleep deprived. So sleep is, is huge, but yes, you're right. It'll definitely affect how we eat, how much we want to eat, what we reach for. We want the carbs and the sugar. Our brains want that instant fix. And usually that's some sort of sugar. And it's like when we were Mm -hmm. younger, you could sort of indulge in all that and then get past it very quickly or, you know, know. or shake it off a little, you know, if you had like a, (laughs) a sugar binge or a night out of partying or whatever, you could kind of slough it off and bounce back a little bit faster. I but know, I feel like it's so sad. I, I know, <laughs> but it's okay. We just have to be yeah. aware that at this age of life, we have to really prioritize taking care of ourselves yes. more than we did in the past and make sure that that 100%. balance is all there. Um, That's and the it's okay. Case. We mm-hmm. just have to change our mentality around it, that it's not a burden, but that it's a pleasure to do that because we're worth yes. it. Right? We are so worth it. And Jen, if I can say, if anyone takes anything away from this podcast, it's just the importance of taking care of yourself. So many times we put everybody else before us, and then we end up super sick, having health issues, dealing with autoimmune issues, whatever, because we're so fixated on helping everyone else. But what what I found time and time again is when we're taking care of ourselves, we can show up so much more effectively for others. And until we we feel bad, we don't realize how good we're supposed to feel. So when women are, are, you know, starting to feel better and doing all these things, they notice, whoa, I didn't realize I was actually supposed to feel this good. So it does make a massive difference. That's incredible. Okay. So Mm -hmm. what does being hormonal really mean? Like when we say like, oh, you know, she's so hormonal today or I'm so hormonal today. What is it? What are we even saying? Oh gosh. Okay. So I think partly it can, I will say sometimes it can be a scapegoat. Sometimes people Mm -hmm. say it just to say it because that's how they feel like they are, but maybe, maybe we're just in a bad mood. We just get crabby. I mean, it's inevitable. So (laughs) I, I do think, I think again, stress plays such a big part. So again, sleep deprivation, you're not eating enough. Um, you, uh, you know, haven't been taking care of yourself or exercising or over, over stretching your limit. Um, one thing, so here's a great analogy. So if you take a rubber band, for instance, let's say you take this rubber band and you know how you can gently like tug at it and, and it goes back to normal. Right. But what often happens is when we're pulling, 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 it's going to snap. And so before we are so stretched, so thin, this is when a lot of women are like, I can't do it anymore. I am so hormonal. And that's because we're taking on way too much on our plate. So we're going to have symptoms of um, weight gain, inflammation. So feeling like we're retaining a lot of water, moodiness. We're going to feel super crabby. We're going to feel wired, but tired. We're going to, we're going to feel really revved up, but we're not going to be able to fall asleep. Um, We're going to feel, yes, having those night sweats, having some brain fog, like, wait, what's your name again? Just more forgetful. But I say when, when women say, oh, I'm so, so hormonal, it usually means that they're really moody. And that can be a factor of imbalanced hormones. And if you are hormonally imbalanced, what do you do to correct it? What would be the first step? Yes. So hands down, there's a couple different things you can do to, to me are non-negotiable. So I like to kind of view it as like five pillars for your health. 
So again, before going into each one specifically, first and foremost, you have to look at your nutrition. Okay. So that's paramount. How are you eating? Are you eating well? Or are you binging and eating lots of processed foods and sugars and all of that? Because when your blood sugar is all over the place, it'll totally throw off your hormones. So you have to make sure you're eating effectively. And one thing I see a lot with women in their 40s is they're under eating. So they think that by not eating and overtraining or overexercising or eating like a bird is going to make them feel better when actuality it's doing them a complete disservice. So nutrition by far really nutrient dense foods is a really big one. Um, and if for some reason, some women struggle with with gut issues, they just get really bloated and gassy. Um, I always recommend a digestive enzyme. So that helps a lot to help process the food better. After that, again, stress management. So finding ways to take care of yourself, whether that is sitting in your car and taking two minutes to breathe, just really focusing on breathing through your diaphragm, getting relaxed, taking down your nervous system into more of that parasympathetic response, which is just that rest and digest. Um, another one, this is random, but to hum for 20 seconds before a meal, because oh, often what happens- this is so good. Okay, yes, and, I've never heard this before. Yes, and to sing in the shower, okay? Because what I like to do is pair it. So you have something called your vagus nerve, and so it's your vagal tone, and I'm not going to get into all that now, but if your vagal tone is not optimized, it'll absolutely impact your nervous system, which will go into your fight or flight. So you're always on, revved up, super you know, aware, and that's when women, again, say they feel really hormonal. So by activating your vagal tone, it puts you into that calm response. So I like to do it in pairs. So Again, humming for 20 or 30 seconds before a meal, that'll help with your digestion and relax your system. So and then humming anything? In the shower. Humming you anything. You can hum whatever you want. Humming you anything. Hum happy birthday. Okay. You, whatever you want. Hum away. I love or it. You could just, yeah. And you said singing in the shower. I didn't yes, mean to cut you off the shower. There. Okay. Yes, because that activates your vagal tone too. And that helps put your body in a calmer state. So to me, hands down, like regulating your system is by far the most important along with the nutrition. And then I'm also a huge component of lab work, um, not from just your OBGYN, not just from your endocrinologist, because unfortunately they do not run all the markers. It's super frustrating, but I can't tell you, you, if any of your friends come back and they say, well, my labs are normal. That's what I hear all the time. And the reason why your labs are normal is because they don't run everything. Mm -hmm. And then the range is so broad and it's, you don't, you don't like, they don't even look at the symptoms really. So I'm huge on lab work from some sort of functional medicine doctor who specializes in hormones. And one thing that works really well for a lot of my clients, along with these other things is bioidentical hormones. So not synthetic, not something you get from birth control, but more bioidentical. So again, like I had mentioned in the beginning with estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone taking such a plummet in our forties, Aside from the lifestyle changes and so forth, there's other ways we can raise it. And bioidenticals is a great one for that. And that literally means you just have more hormones in your system that work for your body that are not the synthetic version. And when you work with women one-on-one -on -one with some of these hormone replacement therapies, like, mm -hmm. do you see the difference in the impact right away? Mm -hmm. 
It takes, you know, so in all honesty, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time. I see some shifts. Some women start to see a shift within a couple of weeks. Some women, it takes a good six months. Um, and remembering too, that our hormones didn't get to where they are based off a month or two. It's usually a slow, gradual burn. And usually they, again, they, their main signal that something is off is because of weight issues or they're super moody and crying a bunch. They just feel very unregulated. Um, but yes, it can be anywhere. And ideally, Jen, like if you look at the big picture, it's really a solid year where women really, really feel their best, but they can start feeling better quicker. And unfortunately, there's, there's not a magic pill to this. It's just kind of looking at the big picture and focusing on some of the main things that really help women. Um, but a lot of them, I'll tell you, a lot of them, uh, they'll do cream testosterone. Um, I do it as well. And I mean, their sex drive is awesome. They feel so much better. They have more energy. Um, the progesterone, same thing. We, they take caps at night and they sleep so much better. Their anxiety is significantly improved. And that happens pretty quickly. And I think if you're listening to Kim right now and you're like, yes, that sounds like me, that sounds like me. And you actually take that time to take care of yourself. Think about how much better you'd be taking care of all the other people in your life. Yeah. Because if you have the energy and you're sleeping well and your mood is in a good place, you can care for your children or, you know, the generation above us because we're that sandwich generation, right? We're taking care of kids still and we're taking mm -hmm. care of aging parents. It's so true. So and it's true. Like yes. You've got to somehow carve out that space for yourself and put yourself first because otherwise mm -hmm. you can't take care of all these other people in your life. And if you are, yeah. you know, so spread so thin, mm -hmm. you're not going to be doing it at your best, at your peak exactly. performance. Exactly. I'll give you a quick example. So for some reason, a lot of my clients are lawyers are very overachieving type women. So this one lady, she came to me, she was so fried out. She was training six days a week, way too much under eating, just, just, you know, balls to the wall, hardcore over, over committed with work. And so she started with me and we're about six months in and she's completely transformed her life. She learns to say no. She set very solid boundaries with the men in her office and she asked for a raise. She got it. She now taps into her creativity. So she paints and she takes her dogs for walks and she loves journaling and tea. Whereas before it was like hardcore all the time. And now she's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better, Kim. I feel so much happier and I can take care of other people while also setting boundaries for me because I'm deserving of it. So and it's so true. We really are. That's got to make you feel so good when you yeah, have a client it really like that. Does. Yeah. Yes. For and sure. when, when someone comes to work with you, mm -hmm. what does that look like? Yeah, great question. So they usually reach out to me email or Instagram, and they've noticed my stories and my posts. I'm like, gosh, they resonate so much. And so I really, really love helping women over 40, um, some, some women in 35 plus, but over 40. And typically what it looks like is I always like to get on the phone with them and just get a clear understanding of what they're looking for. And if in fact, we can help them. Um, and then from there, if they feel like they're ready and it's something that we can do and we have the space for it, um, I take them on as a client. We literally get them started with the doctor's office the following day. So what is great is this can be done anywhere in the country, only in the U.S. We can't do it in Canada or Australia or stuff, but um, you, we will literally send you the lab requisition. You go get your labs drawn. We get the results back. You have an hour consultation with the functional medicine team. They review everything. We give them an exact treatment plan. 
plan from supplementation, from bioidenticals if needed. Um, you know, if we look at their, their mineral nutrients, their hormone levels to see where they're at. It's very customized to them. And then what I also do too is after that, I get on the phone with them and really help them understand because it feels like a lot of information sometimes, especially if they've worked with just their general doctor. And then I help lay out a nutrition plan and an exercise plan for them based off where their hormones are at. And then if it's something that they want to be more committed in, then we offer um, six and three month programs if they need continued support. And I'm there with them, coaching them along the way, doing phone calls. And so it's, you know, again, it's usually one of those two where it's just that initial and they just are like, okay, I'm good after that. Or they like the more longer term commitment because yeah, hormones take time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I can just tell you love what you do. I love it so much. I am so grateful for what I can do. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. And mm -hmm. I, I can just tell you're just so committed to people and helping them feel better because yes. it's what's worked for you and your, mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. personal journey. Yes, you know, sure. it's like for sure your pain is your purpose, you know, just incredible. I well, wholeheartedly believe that. And then I also realized too, sorry, I realized too, that yes, I can go through the experience and I don't have a PhD or I don't have a master's, but I surround myself with people who are really smart and my team is really smart. So they, we all have our own expertise. And I think that's what it's about too, is just having a all encompassing team that can look at the individual as a whole. Well, I even think just talking to you opens up the possibility of someone reaching out for help. Like mm -hmm. if you're going through some of these things that Kim has been talking about, whether that's waking up in the middle of the night, I mean, you were going on a checklist. I'm like, I think I'm for sure in perimenopause because <laughs> it was like, I'm definitely I'm waking up in that. the middle of the night. I'm like hot in the middle of the night. You know, my husband's oh, like, do you want to snuggle? Yes. I'm like, get away from me. You're too hot. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but if you're experiencing these things, A, you're not alone. And B, it's okay mm -hmm. to reach out for help. You know, we don't have to yes. figure out all of this stuff by ourselves. And mm -hmm. we're not supposed to know it all, right? No. You know, we're not born knowing all this stuff, especially when it, past generations of women like whispered the word menopause. They're like, menopause. Yes. You know, like yes, it was a, yes. a bad, dirty word. Correct. It's like, yes. it's like, we have to be the generation that says, no, it's not a bad word. It happens to mm. half the population on the planet. Yes, let's, absolutely. Let's go ahead and embrace it. Right? Yes. And normalize it. Yes. And let's, and help and each let's other. reach out. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Start these mm -hmm. conversations, reach out for help. I just, I love what you do. Um, Thank you. And, and I appreciate you sharing okay. all of this information because sure. I mean, you're just so generous with it. Oh my gosh, I love to. And it's my pleasure. And one thing I'll just say too is one thing I don't recommend is so many times we 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 go off our symptoms, right? And then we think, all right, we go down this rabbit hole of Google and then we we get we try and self-diagnose and then we're like, okay, we're dying because I have an ear infection. And so, you know, you gotta get off the Google train. It'll drive you absolutely crazy. And I see it a lot where women just buy all these random supplements because they're they're promoted by a specific doctor or whatever that's popular on the internet. But please do not do that because that'll screw you up even more. And everybody's such a unique individual. What works Correct. for your neighbor, girlfriend next door is going to yep. be different than works for the, you know, the mom you carpool with and works different from everybody. So absolutely, I, I like that individualized <laughs> care that you get. That's give. what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Yep. All right, Kim, we ask every one of our guests, the frenzy five, this is just rapid fire questions. Mm -hmm. First answer that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Let's do Number it. Number one, where is your cozy, happy place? The beach. 
with my feet underneath the sand, having a margarita and relaxing in the sun. Yes, girl. I am yeah. there with you on that one. <laughs> Number two, what's your favorite framed thing in your home? Gosh, that's a really good question. I would say shoot the picture of my family. Yes. Okay. I've got a great picture of my family and I love it. Yes. That would be it. Awesome. Number three, mm -hmm. what's your most memorable birthday? Oh gosh. You know, I would say by far was when, unfortunately is when I was 19 and it wasn't the happiest birthday. It was when I was really sick and my parents made me this beautiful cake and I just cried and like put this fake smile on because I was petrified of eating it. So unfortunately that's the most memorable, but mm. I would say a lot of my birthdays have been filled with so much fun, so much laughter, so much love. Number four, what's a daily routine or ritual you stick to? Absolutely. So I have three non-negotiables and I tell this across the board to my audience, my clients, pick three non-negotiables every day so you can show up for yourself and be committed and have that resilience. So mine is some sort of um, salad every day, like a big veggie or um, a, a meal that has a ton of veggies in it. So that's number one. Number two is some sort of quiet time, whether it's meditation or prayer for five minutes. Number three is moving for 30 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be where I'm religiously exercising, but even if I'm just outside walking for 30 minutes, those are my three. I make sure it happens every day. Love those. Mm -hmm. We're going to steal those from you. That's so good. <laughs> Go for it. And number five, what fashion trend did you jump on? Oh gosh. When I would tight roll my jeans, I don't know if you did that, but that's when I was like in eighth grade and it was the guest jeans and they, I would tight roll them. And I thought I was so cool. You were, that. you were totally <laughs> so cool. Thank you. I think I was too. You Nobody too. has said tight rolling jeans yet. I love that so much. They're that's good. great. <laughs> I love it. All right. Y'all go find out more information about Kim or maybe reach out to her to help you get started on getting your hormones in balance and just feeling your best. KimShaper.com, Kim.Shaper on Instagram. And that's S-C-H-A-P-E-R. And Kim, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience, like where to find you or follow you or what shows you're part of? Such a great question. You know, I would say like, I'm on Instagram a lot. I respond to everybody cool. on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Facebook too. Same thing, Kim Shaper. You know, I just, I'm, I'm here to help. So whatever you need, it, there's no question that's dumb. You're not crazy. You're not, oh my gosh, you probably think I'm weird for asking this. Nothing is off the table. I talk about poops all day with my clients. We talk about <laughs> bleeding, all that stuff. So you are fine. So I would say Instagram, you can message me at info at kimshaper.com. Um, those would be my two where I can definitely get in touch with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for you this. Bet. A Thank wonderful you for enlightening conversation and just being so generous with your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jen. I just love Kim Shaper. I learned so <laughs> much from that interview. I feel I mean, like I did like I feel like I was in college. And I needed to take hurried notes. First of all, great job yes. on the interview um, because I wasn't able to be a part of that interview. And you did fantastic. But it was, I know Kim was trying to get so much out of there, but it's like the beauty of a podcast is you can listen to it over and over again. We're on YouTube. You can yes. watch it because I'm going to have to listen to that more again, more than once to exactly. get the concept. Yeah. If you were driving while listening to that interview or you were walking or, you know, or running mm -hmm. or something it may be worth a rewind so you can sit down and jot down some notes. It was so chock full of information. 
And it's amazing that as women of our age, we don't know this stuff. How do we not right. know this stuff already? How is this not in health class when we're in sixth grade? Yeah, but it's uh, it's so important to talk about it. I loved her three non-negotiables mm -hmm. and that promise that she makes to herself every day. I thought, wow. I don't do that. And I really need to come up with what are my three non-negotiables. Um, so I just, I just think it's so great to acknowledge that at our age, we have to take care of ourselves better than we have in past decades. Mm -hmm. You know, in your teens, you don't have to think about it. In your 20s, you don't really have to think about it. In your 30s, you might be thinking about it. But now in your 40s and 50s and beyond, You've got to make yourself and your health a priority. It can no longer come at the bottom of the list. And so that was just really insightful for me that she has those three non-negotiables for her day. And that's my homework is I'm going to come up with my three non-negotiables. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, uh, agreed with you um, that it's fascinating that we don't know this. I liked what you said in there about uh, it's okay. So, you know, when there was a kind of a joke about our age and the weight gain and all that stuff, and you're like, but it's okay. We just have to be aware of it. And I think that that is kind of the whole point of the frenzy is all this yeah. is okay. It's okay to be older. It's just, we have to be educated on what that means and have a positive spin on it. Right. So we're right. basically going through what we went through as teenagers, but reverse. Right. So we are not getting this influx of hormones as we did then. We're getting the deflux of hormones, if that's a word. I don't know if that's a word. But even, you know, I've heard estrogen and progesterone and all those things. I got to say that my experience is unique, though, when it comes to how my hormones have affected me as I'm older, because I went through IVF. And that's something else that I honestly do not think people talk about enough. Um, and, and what I mean is, and I'm no medical expert, but in my observation, I went through two rounds of IVF for Mr. Carter and Katie Joe went through two rounds of IVF. I mean, we went through a lot to have our son. We spent six years trying to get our son. And, and we, that's injecting hormones into your system, right? That so is correct. Eggs plump and juicy and get them out. Exactly. Okay. And that, and we, and those are shots in your stomach that you take on a daily basis mm. and you're exactly right. It's hormones. And they're trying to trick your body into thinking, uh, that it's, you know, it's time to be pregnant, right? It's time to be fertile. Um, and again, now with Katie and I, we weren't infertile. We were just lesbians who needed the help. And so they were going to have mm -hmm. to destroy, we weren't, we, neither one of us were going to carry. So they had to extract that from us. So what they do is they inject you with these hormones and that way you produce a lot of eggs and that way they can take them out and you have more chance of success. The more eggs you take out, it's not natural for you to have a litter, right? It's not natural for the human body to have more than one egg be expelled, but we were having several expelled at once. I noticed my body being different after that. I noticed weight gain, weight gain was hard for me after that. I gained more weight than I've ever had after that. Hmm. And I still haven't gotten it all off. Um, I noticed I've got boobs. I never had boobs before. Uh, but the main thing that Katie and I both went through, but at separate times, was I started having issues. And Jen remembers this. There was one time that I went, Katie and I went to visit Jen and Grant at a cabin. And Lauren was a baby. And I, I confess to them, I am unable to pee, that I have the urge to pee, but when I go to the bathroom, I can't pee. And it was, was scary. It scared me. I didn't know what it was. And Jen and Grant were the only people that I had confessed this to because we were at the cabin and I was having to go to the bathroom. Like, oh, is this going to be the one? Right. And there were times. I remember that. Where my bladder was so full that it almost contracted like 
forcing it. So it was an odd spasmic kind of thing. And I was like really concerned, went to doctor after doctor. Nobody could find the reason. And then finally somebody did after doing a scan and it was fibroids. I had severe fibroids. I had six massive fibroids in my uterus. And so they had to take my uterus out. So I had a partial hysterectomy, still have my ovaries, but so I could still have cycles, but I wasn't bleeding anymore because they took the uterus out. That was a direct result of the IVF treatments. Wow. So and it's I, a total hormone hurricane going on inside your body. Absolutely. And then after that, shortly, I'd say a year, maybe a year or two, um, the, what happened, right. But one of the things that happened also mean the reason I couldn't pee is because one of the fibroids was pressing on my urethra. Um, but Katie didn't have that. But one of the things we had in common was right before I had the fibro, when I had the fibroid issue, I had massive bleeding and Katie started having massive bleeding. And after watching me go through what I threw, go through what I went through, she was like, I wonder if I've got the same thing went. And sure enough, she had severe fibroids to where she had to have her uterus taken out. Wow. So Katie and I both had to have a partial hysterectomy within, you know, right after we went through those IVF rounds. So anyway, point. And then when we mentioned it to doctors, they were like, well, it's just a coincidence. And I'm like, that's not a coincidence. They're, they don't want to take responsibility for the fact that that is a direct result potentially of going through IVF treatment. So we still don't understand hormones to the, to the point of, I'm not even sure if clinics know that that, I don't know. I, I'm not a medical professional. I just know that it has wreaked havoc on me since then mainly with the weight. And then now I'm, I'm perimenopause, perimenopause, whatever it is. I'm on the, I'm on the off ramp to menopause. And that's when the hair loss came, the hot flashes, the back acne. Like I had, you know, the hot flashes is all we know. And we've talked about this on the show before, but nobody talks about hair loss. I know that, you know, Kim mm -hmm. didn't mention that in the, in the list, but I know that she's seen, you know, hair loss, back acne, like I said, just severe, uh, you know, just to where I was embarrassed to, to, you put a swimsuit on. I want to um, ask about the acne thing too, because I feel like that's one of the symptoms I'm experiencing now is I'm feeling like, um, I'm getting cystic acne. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like the kind that's like underneath the skin and it hurts really and it bad hurts and it doesn't pop like, let's never. Just yeah. You're not satisfied in the, yeah, no, that's, there's, that was, there's, there's no way out anyway. other than like suffering through it. Yes. And I was wondering that, I mean, that has to be hormones, right? That is, well, I didn't, I did not know. I thought when it was happening because it was so weird, it wasn't normal pimples. Right. I thought it was deter. I changed my detergent. I, so I went through all, I, I changed shampoos. I was, I did not put hormones with any of my symptoms until I got the hot flashes. And so I'm glad that Kim is talking, you know, I know that was a long story, but the point is that even as an intelligent woman, as I think I am, when it comes to hormones, I'm completely ignorant because I didn't until somebody mentioned it to the hot flashes, actually to the hot flash happened. I didn't think to go to the gynecologist when I was having these symptoms. I was just thinking it was, the pandemic, it was stress, it was my mother's death, it was sheets, or it was detergent, or it was shirts I'm wearing, or, and it was hormones. Right. And here's the thing, you went immediately to your OBGYN, which mm -hmm. is great, right, to ask for help, but there's also other things that can help you, like with what Kim mm -hmm. does, exactly. you know, it's exploring all these other ways. And I think it's interesting that you wanted to blow it off and blame a whole bunch of other things rather than being aware enough that it's your health, it's your age, it's right. the stage of life and make that a priority and say, it's okay to ask for help. That's what I want our listeners to get from this Absolutely. episode is like, 
ask for help, whether you're comfortable going to your OBGYN first, or you want to take a look at your nutrition and your lifestyle first, mm -hmm. it's okay to go ask someone for help. Right. We don't Absolutely. have to figure out all of this on our own. And this is, and it shouldn't be a mystery. We've said this before. Um, you know, as you were talking, I have a feeling that you already in your mind know about the time that Lauren and Reese are going to need to have conversation from you about how their body's about to change. Right. And I remember being looking forward to it. I remember it being, that's what, you know, now you're a big girl because you get mm -hmm. your period. And I knew to expect pain. I knew to expect pimples. I knew to expect bleeding. And when it came, it was a badge of honor. It was, it was celebrate, you know, we celebrated in my house when I finally got my period. So I want us to help with that now. Like, right. it be, like you mentioned, like you're not bleeding anymore. You're not going to have cramps anymore. Like, you know, the weight gain can be mitigated. Like all these things, if you're aware of it, like you just said, whether it's through, you know, your OBGYN, whether it's through Western medicine, whether it's through Eastern medicine, whatever it is, you know, there are ways to keep the things you dread from happening if you know it's coming and it should be something that you look forward to. And I also think that when you dread something and have a negative feeling about it, it exaggerates it. So True. if we celebrated menopause, then yes. if it got weight gain, oh, cool. That's a, oh, you know what? I just gained five or 10 pounds. I, that's a sign. That's a sign. I'm, I'm, I'm almost over. I've got these pimples. Oh, 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 oh. That means I'm almost done. You know, it should be right. celebrated. Exactly. And here's the other thing to celebrate is we're of the age where we have the money to spend on ourselves. That's so right. I want you to spend money on yourself, you know, go spend money at the doctor or go spend money uh, for yeah. a personal trainer or a nutritionist or a lifestyle expert or, you know, a holistic health coach like Kim, who can help you. It's okay to put yourself first. Yeah. And instead of another thing for your kids or for your parents or for someone else in your life, you would not think twice about spending 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or 200 bucks for someone else. Right. Go spend it on yourself. That's like, a great that's point. other I, thing. You know, yep. we put ourselves on the priority list as far as like budgeting for things goes, you know, or, and I'm guilty of this too. I'll set aside a budget for my hair color. Oh, heck yeah. I'm going to go drop some cash on my hair, Yes, but am I going to go drop the same amount of cash on my health so I can feel better every day? I haven't, but right. I need to, I need mm -hmm. to just plan for that budget for it. We can skimp in other areas, go out to eat a couple of nights less so that you can put that, that priority in place in your budget. So, um, I just, I want to make sure that women go, you're worth it. You know, I am worth it to spend the money on this and to go explore it and to know this is the time of life you're in it right yeah. now. Absolutely. Well, and it's funny you say that I, uh, quick story. My son is a very picky eater and we realized that he's not eating very much. Even the teacher's like, you know what? He's not eating very much of the school lunch. You may want to, you know, prepare his lunch. So pack packing lunch. Yes. I don't want this. Yeah. So he, so that's fine. That's who he is. And so what did mama do? Mama went out and got this really fancy bento box. What did mama of do? Course. Mama got up early and she made sure that everything was cut just right and everything set in that box just right. Not, you know, and like get all the getting excited about all the compartments I get to fill with things that he might eat and hoping that he finishes it and, and like challenging myself. Okay. Well, when he brings this home, is it going to be empty? Is it going to be part? What had I did? And I, and I remember as I was preparing this fancy feast for my <laughs> six-year-old that I, 
ask myself, have you ever done this for you? Right. Have you ever those, gotten excited those to do that? boxes are not cheap. I've looked them up on Amazon. Those things are expensive. I got the one with it where you freeze it and you can put it underneath the oh, tree. Yeah. And it keeps oh, I'm sure yeah. you spent a nice serious cash on that. So what you need to do is yeah. set aside that same amount of cash and spend it on yourself, getting healthy or feeling better, whatever that right. might be. Absolutely. Um, I just, yeah. I don't think we do that for ourselves enough. So well, there, I'm, we, off, I'm off my soapbox. No, money on yourself. No, but you know, but it also you beat yourself up when something happens. You talk about a hormonal hurricane. Okay, so I, I think it's hard, and I'm, and I'm certainly not picking on Katie, but I'm going to use an example of observing her because I think it's hard to observe yourself doing it because mm -hmm. you dismiss yourself and then you beat yourself up for doing it. But, um, you know, Katie and I both are on the ramp to menopause. Lucky Mr. Carter. Uh, but yes, we are both going through this and, um, she's younger than me, but you know, it's, it just worked out to where we're both doing this. And so, um, before she realized what was happening, because again, again, for her, it wasn't until the hot flashes that she realized something was going on. Right. And so um, I was dropping my son off because we're not together anymore. And I was dropping my son off at her house one morning. This was before the pandemic uh, for school. Um, and she, <laughs> he got to the door and we were standing there in her kitchen. And I usually go when I, you know, visit for a minute before I leave, I don't just drop him off on the street. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, needs yeah. to see his parents together. And so we're talking and, um, and she like, I barked at him about something that was so insignificant to the point that he even was shocked. He got in trouble for something. He hadn't been in the door for five minutes. And, um, but she, I mean, it was, it wasn't something to get in trouble for, but it, there was something that, you know, that she was addressing that, but it went to level 15, uh, you know, out of 10. Right. So anyway, he went well, to the restroom. both looking around like, where did that come I'm, from? I was even in shock. So anyway, he went to the restroom because they were about to leave for school. And <laughs> I said, are you okay? So we, you know, and she, I don't think she was aware that she had mm -hmm. done that. And then it was shortly thereafter, she started having hot flashes and then she realized. So again, it's that I don't think sometimes you realize it's a hormonal hurricane. Now, again, I've had plenty of those instances, but it's hard for me to, to know which is that. Was I tired? Was I, was it a bad day? Did I not eat right? Did I, you know, I, I, I we all have it and we shouldn't hate ourselves for having those issues. We need to love our body for what it is. And our body is not the enemy. And society has made women feel like our bodies are something to be ashamed of, mm -hmm. internal and external. And that's, you know, we just can't do that. Yeah. And I do think it's a celebration. Heck, I am so ready to be done with having a cycle. <laughs> Woo, that'll be like freeing. We should, we should definitely be throwing some parties. And I know you and I have talked about throwing white some pant party, white pant menopause party. Yep. So that's it. Uh, you, you know, can wear white pants without, without worry from here on out. Absolutely. If you have ever experienced a hormonal hurricane, it's okay. You are not alone. We are right there with you. We're doing it too. And uh, like I said, in my chat with Kim, what I'm recognizing is the lack of sleep at night. There's that yeah. little window where I will wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, what is going on? Why am I awake right and now? And you're wide awake. It's like wide awake. two and four. I, that happened to me this morning. It was three fourteen, and I was and ready like, to get up and go to work. No, no, no. I don't want to be awake right now. Please yeah. let me roll over. And I've like tried to condition myself to do some like uh, gratitude meditations. Like, okay, I'm just going to go over and over and on my mind, like things that I'm grateful for. And then sometimes that will help lull me back to sleep. 
but I love my sleep. Yeah. Don't take that away. Menopause <laughs> and perimenopause. Give me my rest. <laughs> I love sleep more than anything. I'm telling you. And I'm like, uh-oh. But I need to recognize that as a sign. It's a sign to Start celebrate. Your body's telling you something's yep. happening inside me. And you should be like, thank you, body. Thank you for telling me. I hear you. I'm going to go back to sleep now. But I wish you the best of luck in balancing these hormones. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, <laughs> Melissa, we've got something new. Tell everyone. Yes. Okay. We have a brand new segment. So excited about because guess what, guys? We got mail. We've actually gotten mail. We uh, got mail. So we are going to start a new advice segment called Dear Melissa and Jen. It's basically your audio advice column. So we encourage you. Uh, to reach out to us. If you have a question, Melissa at thefrenzy.com or Jen at thefrenzy.com. I have not seen this email yet, so I am very excited. Yes, this came in to the Frenzy inbox. And this is from one of our friends who gets our emails. So if you sign up at thefrenzy.com, you'll get our emails. It's one a week. I promise you, we do not bug you and like pepper you with all kinds of junk. We just send you the episode. And then in that email was our emails. So that's where this one came from. Okay. okay. Hey, Melissa and Jen, I'm loving the podcast, especially the recent episode with the chef Virginia. Hey. I'm going through something and wanted your advice since you're both not too close to the situation. Okay. We have some dear friends getting divorced. They have been married over 20 years and it's coming as a shock. Mm. They are some of our closest friends, family vacations, kids are friends, etc. Here's the question. Is there any advice you have on navigating this mess so that my husband and I can stay friends with both of them? Or do you always end up picking a side? We don't know much about the split, except that she said he wanted to divorce more than she did. I'm upset, but wanting to remain neutral. I would love to hear your advice. Sincerely, Nora P. I'll go with Nora, Nora. P. Yeah, Nora, thank you so much for the email. You're our first emailer. Um, gosh, where do I begin? No, but um, I have. You I, and I have both been through big splits. Yes, I've never been married because I couldn't get married at the time Katie and I were together because it wasn't legal yet. But yes, we had a split and Jen's been in that situation and Jen's had a split and I've been in that situation. We've been on both sides of it. I just think it's easier to remember who brought you to the party. That's my advice. I mean, it, it, there's so much we could talk about. I will say from the relationship standpoint that when you're going through a breakup, like I, Katie and I were together for nine years, but I think the last three years were bad. So it wasn't a immediate breakup. It was mm -hmm. a road that, that we took for granted in the beginning. And then once we realized something was wrong, it was too late. Right. And sometimes couples, and I think you all did this too, keep it pretty well, Absolutely. secret when things yes. aren't going well. So to, on the outside, it seems like everything is fine. And it does come to as a shock to your friends. The last thing you, the last you, you put on, you put on even a better face because you don't want right. to deal with the public while you're dealing with the private. Yep. I didn't come out that Katie and I broke up until we were broken up for six months on the radio. Like I yeah. still talked about her. Uh, on the radio, like we were together, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that, so anyway, they've had problems for a long time and it's nobody's fault. I do think that, you know, with Katie and I, we, she had to pull the trigger of the end, which allowed me to indulge in that and then just make her, you know, the villain. But in, in all honesty, it was both of us, both of us were unhappy and somebody has. So in that case, it sounds like the husband had to be the one 
because nobody wants to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But somebody's got to be the bad guy when the relationship's ending. And so now, that's, you know, was there someone who was a friend of yours who navigated it well and someone who did not navigate your split well? Like examples of it, because I've definitely got examples from in my life. Well, you because I don't remember. I don't. Because your uh, yeah. friend, maybe your friends were more separate where like picking sides was. Simpler. Well, everybody was. It was hard because I we bet. we it was hard. Know, we weren't together. We were together nine years, not 20 something. But even the friendships we had. I think for everybody, it's like, well, we liked you together. And I still yeah, get your lives comments. are so blended and close. Yes, I still yeah. get that. I still get people who say I, I loved y'all together better than not. But it, you know, but that's life. Um, yep. I do, Yes. But I think I want to hear your examples. I just well, I'll finish out by just reiterating that I think the best thing you could do to limit the betray the feeling of betrayal and awkwardness is to leave the party with who you went to the party with, whoever you were friends with first is who you stay the closest with and, and allow them like Jen in this case came to the party with me and had a really hard time when Katie and I broke up. Um, and I did not have a problem her staying friends with Katie. I was, you know, I'm older. I'm not the one you can't be with friends with her, but I did need somebody to vent about Katie to mm-hmm. just as Katie had to have people to vent about me to. Um, and so I think that that's why you do that is because you have to allow the person to hurt and purge and hate the person for a minute. You've got to get through that. They there's yeah. a moment where they're going to hate them, and then they'll come back. Then they'll and then time all that is a great healer. Absolutely, it really is. It so, really yeah. is. And I think from my perspective, so I was married young and with that person for twelve years total. Mm-hmm. Um, only married um, less than five years of that, but um, but our lives were very intertwined. And some of our friends, it sounds like, or similar in Nora's situation. Now I didn't have children then. So that's, that's definitely different, but you know, close friends with a lot of other couples, you know, lots of vacation travel where your lives feel very intertwined. And I would say the people who navigated our divorce best were the ones who stayed out of it. Mm. So stay out of it. Like if you need to listen to the wife complain, listen, comfort, but don't add fuel to the fire. Right. Yes. And right. Jen did not do that. Yes. Yeah. So, you Jen, know, it's like, there's yeah. already enough fire there. There's yeah. our, this, this, you know, this house is burning down. You do not need to throw gasoline on it. And I think that if you can just be a listener and a helper and a coach and a comfort, that's the best place to be for both of them. And, and maybe you're closer with the husband same type of thing. Comfort, friendship, maybe offer a distraction, maybe be like, Hey, let's go to a movie or let's go do something else to take their mind off of it. But don't add fuel to the fire. Well, I heard that he said whatever. And did you see that she was posting with this new person on Facebook? And, but you know, because to me, the people who got involved in the split did nothing but ruin their friendships, not only with the person they were siding with, but mm-hmm. also with the other person. Right. Because, did, she, did, Nora say, did Nora say if this couple had kids or not? Yeah. As you mentioned. Their, their oh. kids are friends. Oh, okay. Says. All right. So Nora, let me add to that. Not to interrupt you, Jen, but I mm-hmm. want to just reiterate exactly what you said. Even if the person is doing that, even if, if, if the person's saying, did you see them on Facebook? Don't indulge in what they're doing because they're just processing. They're purging and processing. 
And Katie and I, you know, from the start, um, knew because we had a child that we had to get back into a space where we could be friends. Um, and we were dedicated to doing that, but the first year was hard. First year we fought, we couldn't stand to see each other. We got to the point where we just dropped our son off at her mother's house and picked him up from her mother's house. So we didn't have to see each other. Um, everything she told me that they were doing pissed me off. Everything that I was doing with them, I'm sure she felt, you know, frustrated by, um, because you feel judgy of the other. Right. And so that's the other thing, you, you know, I, I want to reiterate what Jen is saying, be a friend because these people have to be friends again to raise their children. And so, but they're not going to be friends at first. It took us right. a year and we were only together nine, nine years. So yeah. And Nora no did not yes. say like how old the kids are, but this couple's been married over 20 years. I don't think it matters how old the kid is because mm -hmm. I think that divorce affects all family members the same. It's going to be weird to see their parents with other people. Um, you know, the one beauty of our situation is we, we broke up when Mr. Carter was a baby, um, which was tragic at the time. But the, to me, the payoff was that he doesn't remember us together. I, I'll say something to mm -hmm. him about, oh, back when your mommy and I lived together. And he goes, y'all live together? So, right. I mean, there's, yeah. he's not mourning anything. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a balance in that. But if you grew up with these people and then now you have to see mom date another guy or dad with another woman, I mean, there's that's a that's you know, they had they just they it the responsibility is on them to work this out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I know we're going on and on about it, Nora. Thank you. I mean, our first email, I could talk all day about it, but no, um, I get it. I think that <laughs> I think that you know, your your first bit of advice of leave the party with the person you came to it with. I yep. love that. And then my advice is as much as possible, stay out of the drama, be yeah. a friend, stay out of the nitty gritty. Yeah. I try to, absolutely try agree. to be a distraction for your friend and a sounding board and a listening place, but not a someone who, right. you know, gets the team riled up. And I got to give Katie's girlfriend a nickname. Um, because I really love her. I mean, she's fantastic. And so I don't talk about her enough, but I think that you also have to respect them. Like I respect her. And so, Ooh, you know, yeah, that's, so that's hard. That's fast forward. I know, that's, but I was just years say, down the road to be, well, no, but there. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You got to plant the seeds now for that. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. um, you know, like I said, when, when friend, they will move on, because when, yes, because I, like I said, I have friends who still say, I like y'all better together than apart. And I mentioned that, but, that, but you don't want to say that too much because you're disrespecting the new relationships mm -hmm. that you got to look forward and not look back. Right. And so, yes, I will ask her what nickname she wants. Um, cause she has to, she has to be part of the conversations, uh, cause she's an integral part of my son's life and that, but see, that took a long time and she's not the first girlfriend to come along. So it helped that, um, I was a total bitch to the people before her. So she gets, to, <laughs> she gets to There's benefit the, from the rebound buffer that got <laughs> yeah. all the angst. And now still. she's like, Oh, see, I came, I came way after all that. I still can't say that woman's name, but anyway, yeah, uh, don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> thank you more for the email. Yes. Thank you so much. And if you want to reach out to us, we would love to, uh, be able to help you along. That's what friends do, right? So email us, Melissa at the or Jen with two N's. J-E-N-N -N, at thefrenzy.com. 
All right. And this is your reminder to share your story. Open up about your stories with a trusted friend, whether that is something that you're going through that you need advice on, or whether that's hormones. What? What are you talking about? Open up. (laughs) Talk about it. It feels a whole lot better to share your story. And now, Melissa Carter, drum roll, please. She has this week's mirror mantra. Yes, I do have the mirror mantra. I'm going to do it very quickly. I do want to say that we celebrate friendships over 40. So what Jen just said is about friendships over 40. You, We want to help you strengthen those friendships because we need them at this age moving forward. Okay, my, uh, that my mantra for today, uh, very simple. I'm a better me now than I was a year ago. Yes, girl. I love that. Now I'm a better me now than I was a year ago. Cause regardless of what you've been through, you have more education, you have more wisdom, you have, you've done something and you need to celebrate yourself for doing it again. Okay. Give it to me one more time. All right. I'm a better me now than I was a year ago. And the beauty of that mantra is you can say it every year and you'll be correct. So that is something that is a benefit moving forward. So this year, I'm a better me than I was a year ago. Next year, you know what? I'm even a better me than I was a year ago. We need to see age as an asset, not a deficit. And that's what this mirror mantra is about. Namaste. Love it. (laughs) Words to live by. Is there a friend of yours who would enjoy this episode? Please, please share it with her. We want to get the word out about the frenzy. Uh, On Apple Podcasts, here's what you do, because most of our listeners listen on Apple Podcasts. You look for the three dots at the top right corner when you're in Apple Podcasts, um, and you see a drop-down menu. All right, you click on the three dots, then the drop-down menu says share episode. So when you're on the frenzy, you see the three dots, you click on them, the drop-down says share episode, you can click that, and then you select the green messages option, text it to a friend. It'll, it's simpler when you do it than hearing it. But anytime that you have a problem with sharing it, with listening to it, with downloading it, with going to our YouTube page, whatever it is, Melissa at the frenzy.com, Jen at the frenzy.com. We're here to help you. We're accessible. So you don't have to do it on your own. And we'd love for you to check out our Frenzy YouTube channel, videos there, extended interviews. And if you sign up for our weekly email, we can send the episodes right to your inbox. And we include links to deeper discussions on things for all of the topics that we cover. So sign up today at thefrenzy.com. And when you sign up for thefrenzy.com, we are starting a brand new Facebook page, Friendships Over 40, where you can safely Spend time with other women, get to know other women over 40. And the way you get access to that is by subscribing to the email at thefrenzy.com because that's the only place that we're going to send that link out. And we want to thank listeners who have subscribed to our email list at thefrenzy.com. Marcia, Maricela Fortune, Christy Fulford, and Lindsay Prime. See, Maricela, I almost screwed your name up there. Uh, But we thank you all for being part of the show. Yes. And they don't even know that we're going to give shout outs. We just go in there to the email list and see who's recently signed up and and shout you out on the show. So thank you so much. The Frenzy is hosted and produced by me, Melissa Carter, and her, Jen Hobby. Sound editing by Bo Johnson. Original soundtrack produced by Tammy Hurt for placement music, written and recorded by Mark Daniels. The Frenzy celebrates friendships over 40. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We appreciate you so much. All right, until next week, trust your gut, share your story, and stop stop lying lying about about your your age, age, girl. Yes. Yes.